What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast, the fitness podcast for you, by you. I'm your host, as always, Mark Torres. And in today's episode, episode 29, it's all about alcohol. Let's talk about it. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast. It is Monday, September 21st, and obviously today's episode is all about alcohol. Um, It is 8 o'clock in the morning. I cracked that beer simply for dramatic effect. Uh, Also, the beer expired in December of 2019, and it is obviously September of 2020, so almost a year old. Actually, it tasted uh, pretty good, actually. I was expecting it to taste terribly, um, but... I wish I had a pumpkin beer, first and foremost. Secondly, um, aside from the fact that it's expired, if it wasn't expired, regardless of the fact that it's 8 o'clock in the morning, I definitely would have finished the beer because beer is a shameful thing to waste. Um, So I'm not going to finish it. Regrettably so, I'm not going to finish it. But today's episode is all about alcohol. Before I get into that, spooky season update, I'm spookied out again. I've got my Beetlejuice shirt on, one of the greatest Halloween movies of all time. Uh, I've got my handy dandy um jason and freddy i don't know if you guys can see that with the glare jason and freddy cup from spirit halloween that was a gift uh to me loved it um obviously if you guys have followed me through the clothing aspect of the made to excel fitness brand uh, i had a mason Voorhees shirt and a shreddy kruger shirt so this is a perfect cup for me um in terms of like while i'm recording this it's still pretty early now that i'm back at work Uh, I spent a lot of hours at work, obviously. I don't have as much time to spend on the podcast. I'm not doing it on the fly as much. I'm trying to record some of these in advance. So it is September as I'm recording this, but maybe uh, a week or two behind when you're listening to it. So I'm in the spooky season, but I'm not fully entrenched yet. So when it comes to like my pumpkin beer consumption, which is a perfect um, topic for today's episode, um, I've tried the UFO pumpkin beer. It was pretty solid. Uh, but at this point, like I haven't seen the Blue Moon Pumpkin Harvest beer, which is like, I guess, the Bud Light of pumpkin beers, but it's still super solid. Um, that's about it. That's as deep as I've gotten into the pumpkin beer um, section of Wegmans, I guess. Uh, Sam Adams has a new jack-o'-lantern flavor of pumpkin beer that I'm excited to try. So I haven't, I'm not too deep into it yet, but that's why I start my spooky season off on September 1st. So I have plenty of time to marinate in the holiday. Uh, I talked about the pumpkin spice pretzels a few episodes back. Uh, Little did I know they actually make an apple cider pretzel. It's not as good as the pumpkin cider pretzel or the pumpkin spice pretzel, in my opinion, but your miles may vary. You might actually really like that as well. Still super fall, still super uh, spooky season flavor. So uh, it's not bad, but it's not my favorite. It's not better than the pumpkin spice in my opinion, but you might enjoy it. Uh, I haven't seen Jason Takes Manhattan yet or Jason Goes to Manhattan yet. Uh, Friday the 13th part 8 but I did watch Trick or Treat which has like an 80 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes it's got a lot of great reviews on IMDB so I was super excited that this movie's going to be great and I was so confused the entire time um, I didn't know there's a bunch of different stories in that movie I didn't know that they were not related aside from the proximity like these stories are happening near each other other than that they're completely un- unrelated and I didn't understand that while I was watching the movie, I was super confused, didn't get it, uh, maybe I'll give it a rewatch at some point and appreciate it better, but the spooky season rolls on, horror movies uh, keep getting watched, 
But that was my spooky season slash pop culture corner uh, for the Made to Excel Fitness podcast. But let's get into what we're actually all here for, which is the alcohol talk. So is it possible to be on a fitness journey and consume alcohol at the same time? That's kind of the million dollar question. And alcohol is one of those things that doesn't get talked about a lot in fitness because they kind of don't mesh really well. Um, it's alcohol and steroids. So those, those are the two things that people don't talk about. But of course, people don't talk about steroids because it could potentially ruin the career. It could potentially ruin the perception of fitness for a lot of people. If you find out that one of the people whose physiques that you look up to, if you find out that The Rock had done steroids to get to the point that he's at, does that kind of ruin the process for you? Does it kind of ruin the perception of fitness for you? It's entirely possible. Uh, hint, hint, wink, wink. Probably. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know... Alcohol is one of those things that people just don't talk about too, too much. So let's get into it today. Um, And let's just hop right into it. The first thing to consider when we talk about alcohol is the fact that it is super calorically dense. Um, When we talk about caloric density, we're talking about how many calories you're consuming per gram of thing that you're consuming. So when we talk about the three major macronutrients, we talk about carbs, proteins, and fats, and we add alcohol into the mix... um, when you are talking about carbs, carbs is four calories per gram of carb that you consume. Protein, same thing, four calories per gram of protein that you consume. When we add alcohol into the mix, alcohol is actually seven or seven calories per gram of alcohol that you consume. And fat is the most calorically dense of the four of them, is nine calories per gram of fat that you consume. So if you only had 100 grams of something that you wanted to consume and you wanted it to be low in calories, 100 grams of carbs is 400 calories. 100 grams of protein is also 400 calories. But 100 grams of alcohol, 700 calories. And 100 grams of uh, fat is 900 calories. So if you had a limited, uh, if you had to eat uh, a lot and get a lot of bang for your buck, you would have to go with a protein or a carb. You can eat more or you can eat the same amount as you would a fat or alcohol, consume alcohol, obviously you don't eat alcohol, but have it be a lot less calories. And that's one of the reasons why people push protein so much is obviously it's good for muscle composition, it's good for muscle retention, but it's also good because you can eat more of it and have it be less calories than if you were to eat something that's high in fat. Um, so there's a big satiety level to it. It's, it keeps you full for longer. Of course, when it comes to carbs, carbs are often demonized, even though they're not very calorically dense compared to alcohol and fat. Um, but carbs, the one thing to think about is obviously you have your simple carbs, your refined carbs that have different effects on your health. Uh, and a lot of the simple carbs are very sugary. So that kind of defeats the fact that they're very not calorically dense. They're lower on the calorically dense side. Um, so protein is probably the more superior, less calorically dense macronutrient. So if you wanted to feel full and not consume a lot of calories, protein is definitely the best way to go. That's why people push protein so much. But when it comes to alcohol, alcohol is pretty calorically dense. Um, You can consume not too much alcohol and consume a lot of calories. Same thing with fat. Fat is the most calorically dense, being nine calories per gram of fat that you consume. That's why avocados, despite being one of the healthiest foods on the planet, you look at an avocado, the calories that it has, you're like, holy fuck, this avocado has so many calories in it. It's because it's high in fat. But of course, despite being high in calories, it's also uh, got other factors that contribute to your health, which may or may not be more important to you uh, in that moment. If you're trying to lose weight, 
um, eating a lot of avocados is probably not the best way to go because you're probably going to go over your calories. Um, but consuming those things um, in the proper amounts that allow you to lose weight and be healthy at the same time is super important. Uh, which leads me to my next point is that alcohol is empty calories. Not only is it calorically dense, but those dense calories that you're consuming are empty. When we talk about avocado being calorically dense because it's high in fat, but you get a bunch of other health factors in it as well. Um, with alcohol, there's nothing. It's just empty calories. You're consuming calories that aren't doing anything for you. So uh, not only are you consuming lots of calories, you're consuming calories that aren't progressing your health or your fitness forward in any way, shape, or form. So that's kind of two strikes against alcohol. It's calorically dense, and those calories that you're consuming are empty calories. Um, thing number three to consider when it comes to alcohol is the fact that despite the caloric density, despite the fact that those calories are empty, calories in general in alcohol are just high. Um, that beer that I cracked at the top of the episode for dramatic effect is a Sam Adams 76, Sam 76. That beer alone has 130 calories. And of course, I've only taken a sip of it for the show. I'm not consuming the whole thing. But in a general, you know, drinking environment, how many beers are you having? A typical beer usually has, like a light beer has 100 calories, let's say. Uh, one ounce of alcohol, which is a shot, typically has about 100 calories. So um, anything alcoholic that you consume that's not a mixed drink uh, typically has 100 calories. A shot and a beer are about the same. Um, think about how many times you've gone out and you've consumed multiple, multiple, multiple drinks, multiple, multiple, multiple beers, multiple, multiple, multiple shots. That adds up to be a lot of calories. If you are in a situation where you want to lose weight, where you want to manage your weight well, um, and you only have X amount of calories to play with, think about the fact that you can easily, easily consume five, six, seven, eight, maybe a thousand calories just in liquid form in terms of beer, in terms of shots, in terms of mixed drinks. Those calories disappear very, very quickly. Um, over the course of a night, you can easily blow over your calories um, without even thinking about it, without even feeling it. It's not even like a situation where if you overeat, a lot of times you feel it, right? I overate, um, I'm not feeling great. I can definitely tell physically that I overdid it. Aside from maybe having a hangover, you might not feel overly full. You might not feel um, as if you overconsumed. Your head might hurt, your head might be spinning, you might throw up the next morning, but you won't feel it, and it's very easy to get away from you. So, um, in terms of calories, those are, those are the three things to consider. Alcohol is very calorically dense, alcohol's calories are empty, and alcohol's calories are high. Three different things, but they all contribute to the same kind of idea, that it's really hard to um, monitor your calories when you're consuming alcohol. And the last thing to think about when it comes to alcohol is the fact that alcohol may actually slow down your ability to gain muscle. So uh, there's been multiple studies that have been done that show that excessive alcohol use could actually inhibit your ability to create testosterone. And when you wanna build muscle, obviously having testosterone is something that's probably works in your favor. Of course, there's kind of a gray area as to what you consider excessive. Excessive is, you know, is it one beer a night? Is it two beers a night? Is it binging on the weekend? There's a little bit of a gray area there. Nobody really knows for sure, but overdoing um, alcohol consumption could possibly lead you to having a harder time building muscle. Depending on where you are in your life, depending on your goals, that may or may not be as important to you. Um, 
If you're a person, like I say, I talk about this a lot. If you're a top-level bodybuilder and you want to make money and you want to go pro in a sport that requires you to build muscle, odds are you probably don't want to put yourself in a position where you are jeopardizing your ability to do so. If you're just a office worker and you want to build a little bit of muscle, you want to be a little bit healthier, you want to be a little bit more fit, you want to be a little bit, um, you know, you want to add some longevity to your life, it's probably not the biggest deal in terms of like building muscle. You can still build muscle while consuming alcohol, but it might not be to your maximum potential. If you don't need that maximum potential, then it's not too big of a deal. So um, that's four strikes really against alcohol. So um, calorically dense, empty calories, high in calories could potentially inhibit your ability to build muscle. So at the end of the day, what is the positive to consuming alcohol? Um, and the only positive that I could potentially think of is when we talk about adherence, when we talk about sustainability, and when we talk about the balance between fitness and happiness, if all those things are in jeopardy due to you cutting out alcohol completely, then it might be worth looking at a way to balance the two things. Um, if you're a person who hangs out with your friends once a week or maybe every other week, and that happens to be at a bar... And at this bar, you guys drink, or you are uh, watching football on Sundays, or you're doing whatever um, that has alcohol included in it, then is it possible that if you were to take that out in replacement of trying to gain fitness um, potential, trying to gain fitness progress, could that lead you to now being unhealthy? Could that lead you to binging more alcohol in the future? Um Obviously, when you're talking about losing weight, calories are the most important thing. So if you can find out a way to still include alcohol in your diet while still maintaining your calories, would you rather do that or would you rather maintain your calories with simply food and cut the alcohol out? If you're a person who is very social, who goes to bars a lot, and you don't think that there's a possibility that you could cut alcohol from your diet, as weird as it sounds, then finding a way to manage the two is probably the best option for you. If, you know, taking alcohol out completely is going to lead you to break eventually one day and go absolutely haywire when it comes to alcohol. You know, if you were just having a couple drinks with some friends and you haven't drank in a month because you're trying to lose weight and after a month you say, I'm done with this, I want to have a drink and you go binge drinking for four days in a row, that's obviously more detrimental than if you would have just been drinking like you normally would have. Of course, if you have high priorities on your fitness or you're in a really bad spot where you've got to make tons of progress very quickly, then maybe you have no choice but to cut the alcohol at least temporarily. You have to make progress in the right direction in order for your health to be saved. These are all obviously different options. There's different moving parts. Everybody's situation is a little bit different. So when we talk about that balance between fitness and happiness, if sacrificing your happiness means that there's no alcohol for whatever reason, and you are able to achieve a high level of fitness, but you're miserable because you can't go out with your friends and you can't um, you know, be included with everything that they're doing, then what's the point of being so fit if you're miserable? Be kind of fit and still enjoy the alcohol with your friends. Um, and of course, if alcohol is fucking up the balance in the other direction where you're not able to achieve any fitness progress at all, then you've got to start to write these two different things. You've got to have a balance between those two things. So of course... If you do not mind hanging out at a bar with your friends and you're drinking water or a diet soda, then that's perfectly that's perfectly fine. That's up to you. Um, all these decisions ultimately are your decision to make. 
but is it possible to be in a caloric deficit where you're losing weight and consume alcohol? Yeah, of course, but then you've got to think about your food consumption will probably take a hit somewhere. If you're a person who has a sweet tooth and you enjoy alcohol, obviously ice cream is very high in calories, alcohol is very high in calories, you probably can't have both. You might have to alternate. If you have ice cream, you probably can't have the alcohol. If you have alcohol, you probably can't have the ice cream. Like I said, there's a lot of moving parts here, but if your fitness balance, uh, if your fitness happiness balance is in jeopardy because of cutting alcohol out of your diet completely, then that's something that you maybe have to toy with a little bit and you have to talk to a personal trainer, you can ask me questions, um, all these things to see if there's a way to kind of figure these things out in a way that makes you the happiest, in a way that kind of maximizes that balance. Um, and of course, there's obviously other implications here. This is from the fitness implication uh, of there being alcohol, but there's um, but there's addictive tendencies, there's obviously health risks that are involved. Those things are outside of this podcast. Those things are obviously in your situation. If you know that those things are a problem for you, that is a completely different set of circumstances. So that's just something to think about. Um, when it comes to alcohol, is it possible? Yes. Is it hard? Absolutely. But it is definitely possible. And if it is worth it to you to keep that balance in check, then it's definitely something that you can look into trying to do. Um, and of course, you look at a guy like The Rock. He's got a tequila company, Terramana Tequila. Um, and even before, and obviously the Terramana thing is just a way for him to make more money. It's a business for him. Um, but even before Terramana was around, he did talk about consuming tequila on a frequent basis um, on his Instagram and in his life and things of that nature. Obviously, he's probably not consuming a ton of tequila all the time, but obviously he's a guy who's obviously in fantastic shape and likes to enjoy a drink every once in a while. So if you can do so, if you can consume alcohol moderately, that's not gonna affect your calories, by all means you have, the world is your oyster and you can have plenty of opportunities to still make progress and consume alcohol. But if you're overdoing it, if you're drinking multiple times a week, if you're drinking multiple times a day, if you're drinking a lot during those times, obviously it's gonna be very, very hard for you to make progress. Um, but like I said, lots of moving parts. It's going to vary from person to person, but that's it on the alcohol talk. It's really ultimately your decision to make. Uh, definitely something that if you want to research further, definitely research further. If you have any questions for me, hit me up on Instagram at MTEFit. But that wraps up that part of the show. We're heading on to the Made to Excel Fitness University of Hard Knocks of Common Sense. Mark Torres, made to excel finish University of Hard Knocks and Common Sense. So on today's syllabus, there is an Instagram influencer out there that is saying things that are maybe not necessarily the perfect things to say. Um, so this Instagram influencer is very, very popular. When I talk about Instagram influencers here on this show, half the time it's like little people. They still have tens of thousands of followers, but people that you might not have ever heard of. This person, you might have heard of before. I'm not gonna say names, but um, this person is big, big, big in the fitness world. And they've had two Instagram stories. Obviously, they've gone away by now, so I can't put them in here. Uh, and I don't wanna put any, anybody on blast anyways, but um, the first Instagram story that they had, this is one of those people, when I talk about the gimmicky workouts a couple episodes ago, this is this person. This person is guilty of this. This person has multiple gimmicky workouts on their Instagram, but at the end of the day, if it gets somebody to move a little bit, that's perfectly fine. But this person was talking about working out and very simply, very kind of matter of factly and casually, they said, if you're not sweating, you're not working hard enough. Um, 
which is not true. Um, everybody's bodies react differently. Everybody's bodies have different reactions to exercise. Somebody might sweat a lot. Somebody might not sweat a lot. They might be doing the same exact thing. Um, I'm a sweater. I will sweat at almost anything. Um, so, you know, I don't have to be working very hard to sweat sometimes. Um, you know, when I'm around the gym and I'm mopping the floor, I'm sweating. It's hard work-ish, but it's not like I'm getting more fit as I'm mopping the floor. Um, so does that mean by the deductive reasoning that this person is saying, because I'm sweating while mopping, that I'm getting more fit? No, of course not. Um, and there's going to be people out there that just work really hard and just don't sweat as much. So, when it comes to you working out and you determining the intensity that you're putting into the gym, sweat is not a good indicator of that. Do not worry about how much you're sweating versus how much you're getting out of the workout. Those two things are unrelated, let's say. Of course, most people will sweat. That is the natural reaction, but some people are uh, outliers. Some people will not sweat. So don't feel like I'm in the gym. I feel like I'm working hard, but I'm not sweating. So let me work a little bit harder. And then eventually you end up finding yourself getting hurt because you're doing too much because you're like, I'm not sweating. I'm not working enough. No, that's not how that works. So first and foremost, sweat does not equal progress. So that's part one. Um, and part two, the same influencer. Um, so it's a little bit confusing because this video was on their story. And in this story, they had hurt themselves and they had a cast on. But in the videos that they post on their actual feed, they no longer have the cast. So I'm under the assumption that either all the workouts that they post are pre-recorded and they're actually hurt right now, which I don't think is true. I think it's the opposite way around. This is a pre-recorded video that they had made when they were hurt and they just posted it um, the other day. And in that particular Instagram story, they have a cast on their foot and in the video they say, uh, I got injured, I've got this cast, I can't work out, I feel like I'm losing muscle, drink this drink by the company that sponsors me, uh, You know, reach out to a friend if you think they're having a difficult time. So. First and foremost, I talked about this in two episodes ago, I think, or maybe last episode. They're all getting jumbled up now. Finding your trainable menu when you get injured, just because you're injured, just because you have a cast. Tony Gentilcore ruptured his Achilles. He's got a boot on and he's still working out. So just because you're injured doesn't mean you can't work out first and foremost. Secondly, you're not losing muscle, not working out for a day. That doesn't happen that quickly. If you watch my interview with Armand, Cheesy Fit, we talk about that same exact thing. When it came to quarantining and when it came to gyms closing down, people were under the assumption that they're going to lose a ton of muscle. It's very hard to lose muscle that you worked hard to get in the first place. It's kind of like if you do absolutely nothing, then yeah, maybe you will actually eventually end up losing some muscle, but it doesn't happen overnight. Um, if you do even a little bit, if you do... Um, even something even remotely close to what you were doing before, odds are you're going to retain that muscle pretty easily. So for this person to say that, you know, them laying in bed for a day, they feel like they're losing muscle, once again, makes no sense. Um, and then they had to throw in the nice little sponsored drink in there. Like, oh my God, this is so good. Uh, buy this drink from the company that sponsors me. So this is obviously just a workaround ad that they made. It's an ad within a video that doesn't seem like an ad, which is obviously probably the most effective ads out there. When you know you're being sold to, you don't, you're more reluctant to buy that product. When you don't know you're being sold to, that's when you actually get sold. Um, so this person is in a vulnerable state. They got hurt. They're losing muscle. They feel lonely. Uh, so buy this drink that makes them feel better. You know, Instagram is just a place where you show what you want to be shown. Uh, and this person wants to show 
something that they get paid to kind of promote. So uh, something to keep in mind, right? A lot of these Instagram influencers, especially the big ones, it's all about money. Money makes the world go round. Um, so just be aware when you're out there watching these videos that a lot of these people have ulterior motives. Not everybody, of course, but um, just be aware when people are out there posting stupid fucking videos. Um, I'm, I'm her. I can't work out. I'm losing muscle. No, you're not. No, you're not. You'll be fine. It's okay. Uh, but that wraps up the Made to Excel Fitness University of Hard Knocks of Common Sense. Last but not least, the weekly follow-up. Obviously, the weekly follow-up this week is about episode 28. Episode 28 was the three absolute truths of fitness. And I actually told a few people that this was going to be the episode. And they said, well, what about this, this, and this? Isn't this important too? Uh, shouldn't this be an absolute truth? And there's a million things that you can say, like, this is important, this is important, this is important, this is important. Just because it is important doesn't make it an absolute truth. When it comes to like training philosophies, obviously progressive overload is something, uh, and that's kind of what absolute truth number two is, where a workout has to be difficult in order to be effective. Um, there's a million different ways to implement progressive overload. Um, if something becomes too easy for you, depending on the coach that you ask, they might either up the weight or they might add reps, or they might decrease wait time, or they might change the workout altogether. There's four, if not, there's five or six different ways that you can manipulate a workout in order to make it more difficult. So which one is actually the correct way to do it? Nobody really knows for sure. That's what absolute truth number three is, is everything else is bullshit. Everything else is kind of like uh, opinion-based. So when it comes to the absolute truths, those are the things that we can say are absolutely true across the board, no matter what, no matter who, and obviously, everything else that kind of filters in is opinion-based depending on who you ask. So that doesn't mean that there's things out there that are not important, that they're not essential for you to know, but they're not part of the absolute truths. Um, so if you have questions, like I said, talk to somebody. Talk to me. Um, I'm pretty easily accessible. So uh, hopefully that makes sense. That wraps up today's show. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening or watching. Um, Comment, leave a review, share the show with a friend who you think might enjoy it. If you're on YouTube, hit one of the two related videos up here. I think you might enjoy them as well. If you haven't seen them yet, hit the subscribe button down here. If you have questions for the Q&A, if you have questions in general, if you have anything that you want to ask me, hit me up on Instagram at MTE Fit. Follow me on TikTok at MTE Fit. Uh, if you don't have Instagram or you don't have Facebook, um, you can email me at madetoexcelfitness at gmail.com. That wraps up today's show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I'll see you guys in the next one. Cheers and peace. What's up, Mark? How you doing, man? Hunter Henry, LA Charger tight end. Uh, best big time shout out to your uh, fitness podcast, the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast. So um, super cool, man. You got a lot going on. Bolt ganger, don't bang.